Turning your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5, the fifth chapter of Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation. Welcome to One Nation Under God. Wasn't that a fabulous time last Sunday evening? With 30, 30 plus congregations, over 3,000 people worshiping and praying and declaring the promises of God over our nation. And may it not be a one-time thing, but may it be a daily expression of our lives. So today we're concluding this sermon series with today's talk. But we want to continue to live in light of the fact that if we're going to be one nation under God, it's going to have to be more than words we just say, but it has to be a life that we live. Because one nation under God starts with me. We've looked at that. One nation under God is built on strong families. Who knows that's true? Amen? Uh, Who rules in your house is more important than who's sitting in the White House. One nation under God insists on integrity. We cannot compromise that value. Do not sell that out. Hold on to that. If if a candidate doesn't have integrity, you've got to pray for that candidate's integrity. Because integrity is not a gift. It's a quest, is it not? It's something you pursue. If if you have said something inaccurate, you have to correct it. I did that here last Sunday kind of as a demo. How would you like that illustration? And last Sunday we looked at One Nation Under God involves godly involvement. Not just godly people, but godly people who are busy about the Father's business living in light of His authority. Today we're going to look at, with the Lord's help, One Nation Under God needs our light. Who knows that? It's true. The Bible says that we shine as lights in this world. Paul wrote to the Philippians in chapter 2. He said, Do all things. Everybody say everything. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. We're living in the day when we've got to really live by what Jesus said, to be wise as serpents but harmless as doves. Sometimes as believers, we're mean as snakes and dumb as doves. But, well, we've got to be wise as snakes and as harmless as doves. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Now, Paul, in his writings, builds cases. He's just building a case. And so when you see the word therefore, it means based on what I've just said, now I'm saying this. Or one preacher said, when you see the word therefore, you've got to see what it's there for. So let's back up a couple verses, knowing that chapters and verses were put in there later, uh, not by Paul, but later by people to help us find the things he said more quickly. Let's go to verse 31 of chapter 4. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, 
forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Everybody said, just like Jesus. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, verse 2, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for his sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication, now that's sexual activity outside of marriage between a husband and wife, all forms of fornication. Fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Don't let anybody tell you sin's not an issue with God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness. Tell your neighbor, once. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God's dear Son at conversion. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Verse 10, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Turn your light on. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation or wastefulness, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always. Can we say always? For all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word that is so rich. I pray, Lord, you'd speak to us in such a way that we apply it to our lives, not just our heads, but our hearts, and not just our hearts, but our hands and our feet, our walk and our talk. In Jesus' name, amen. One nation under God needs our light. In Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus declared, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Now, Ronald Reagan, in one of his State of the Union addresses, declared that America was a city on a hill that cannot be hidden, declared that we were a light to the nations. And politically, America really is. We're in the middle of a transfer of power that is very rare in many places in the world. We are an example in a lot of ways for the world to see, but there we're also not an example in a lot of ways for the world to see as well. The fulfillment of this verse is not our nation, it's the kingdom of God. 
You and I have a dual citizenship. If you're an American, you have a U.S. citizenship, but also you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. If you have a Mexican citizenship or a Canadian citizenship and you're a citizen in the kingdom of God, you're my brother and sister. We have the same citizenship. And as citizens of God's kingdom, we are to be a light in the world, like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Now, our community is kind of in a valley, isn't it? But when you round that hill coming from Fort Worth at night, coming through that break in the hill, you see the community laid out before you, all these lights. You can't hide grandeur. So it is with the kingdom of God. If we are who God called us to be, our witness cannot be hidden. It goes on, verse 15, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. When you light a candle, you don't put a bowl on it. That'll put it out, right? Now, I understand ambient lighting and mood lighting and all that, but in terms of the kingdom of God, we're not there to establish a mood. We're there to bring change, amen? So turn your light on. Jesus said, let your light shine before others so that men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Don't let your light go dim, amen? People are dependent on you to be who God calls you to be. The Lord wants to use us. One nation under God leads our light. We shine the most by being who we're called to be, amen? We are called to be forgiving. There is no better demonstration of the kingdom of God impacting your life and my life when we forgive someone that's hurt us. And also by asking for forgiveness when we've hurt someone. Someone says you've hurt them, don't argue with them. Just say, I'm so sorry. Show me what I did wrong. Help me understand how can I, how can I bring healing to your heart. We read earlier in verse 31 of chapter 4, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one, even as God in Christ forgave you. Now, our nation is in a lively season of demonstrations of all sorts. And I wish I had downloaded the video so I could show it today, but uh, recently there was a demonstration in Dallas, actually two demonstrations, a demonstration and a counter-demonstration. One demonstration was demonstrating the fact that black, black lives matter. Who knows? Black lives matter. Another group was demonstrating all lives matter. Who knows? All lives matter. And they, the leaders of those two groups met and reconciled, marched together, demonstrated together, hugged one another, and prayed. Who would say that's a demonstration of the kingdom of God? Amen. We shine the most by being loving. There's nothing 
worse than an unloving Christian. It's just an oxymoron, kind of like government intelligence. <laughs> Christian and, and unloved doesn't, doesn't go together. He said in chapter 5, verse 1, to be imitators of God as dear children, walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Who loves scented candles? What's your favorite scent? Vanilla? Yeah, well, that, that one hides a lot of sin. Any others? Coffee? Cinnamon? Cinnamon? Any, any curry candle lovers in the house? Or garlic candle lovers? As much as I love those two spices, if I smell them, I want something to be cooking. I don't want something to be burning. So it is, when we are loving, we smell good. We're the aroma of Christ. But we, we are not. It's an ugly thing. You ever get somebody to shoot the bird at you and they've got a fish sign bumper sticker on their car? Something about that just really stinks. We shine the most by being thankful. Now look at this. What in the world does this have to do with being thankful? Verse 4, fornication, all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. When we give thanks, we counteract coarse jesting, filthy talking, dirty communication. When we are thankful, we will not be tempted to fornicate because we are thankful for the state in which the Lord has us. We won't be tempted to, we won't yield to the temptation to covet that which is not ours because we are thankful. We're approaching the Thanksgiving season. There is nothing uh, any more unpleasant than an unthankful Christian. harping about their rights being violated, their, their authority being ignored, and they're going to get their way. When look how blessed you are. How about giving the Lord some thanks and praise? Than just saying thank you. You can actually do something, you know, buy a veteran's meal or 
buy him a movie ticket or do something in response to express your love and appreciation. That's how we as believers turn the light on. We shine the most by being foreseen. That is, being prepared to shine should we come across darkness. In other words, buy an extra can of fixed flat because you may come across somebody with a flat that doesn't have a spare that needs a hand. Be prepared. Have some extra batteries. Have a flashlight. Be prepared like a good Boy Scout to shine where you come across darkness. By being different. We shine by being different. Verse 7, Paul wrote, Therefore do not be partakers with them, that is, the workers of sin and darkness. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We walk to the beat of a different drummer, do we not? He goes on in verse 11 and says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Everybody in the nation may be whining and complaining, but we're not going to because we're thankful people and we're not, no, not going to negate our prayers with our words. In the early days of our marriage, we were struggling economically. I mean, we got married quickly. You guys heard that story last week. We would struggle, and, but we were making it. But we were tempted to complain. And to help correct ourselves, Yvette and I would say this phrase to one another. If they heard one of us say something negative, the other one would say, Yvette would say to me, I believe you're a prophet, and everything you say is going to come to pass. <laughs> Ooh, I began to clean up my talk and began to live a life that expressed, expressed, expressed thankfulness more than I was. We shine the most by being awake. Isaiah prophesied, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Be awake. We shine the most by being aware. Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, for Christ will give you light. Verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Don't be gullible. Don't believe everything a salesperson tells you. We had a, a person worshiping with us for a while that, that was working at one of these mobile home sales lots. And he told me this. He said, in training, they said, let, me, let us tell you how to handle those Christians. They start talking about, well, we're not sure if we can afford it. Just tell them this. Let's go ahead and pray and fill out the loan application. And if the loan goes through, then you know it's God's will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and said, you'll get them every time. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We're not doing good works to be seen. We're doing good works, and those works are going to be seen. Why? Because you're the light of the world. A city that's on a hill cannot be hidden. This is Desmond Doss. If you've not seen Hacksaw Ridge, I do recommend it. Uh, not for small children. It's rated R for blood and gore. I can't believe the pastor's recommending a rated R movie. But this is a true story. It's a testimony. This man's good works is bringing glory to God. 
his faith. He was a Seventh-day Adventist who had strong personal convictions that we are not to kill. The Ten Commandments says, thou shalt not kill. And he did not interpret it any other way than literally. And didn't we even want to touch a gun based on some childhood experiences? And signed up because he wanted to help our nation defend itself as a conscientious objector, and his recruiter uh, lied to him. So, yep, you'll never have to touch a gun. And all through boot camp, it became beat camp for him. He got beaten to a pulp more than once for his stand. But he learned to be a medic and proved to be a hero. And by the time his uh, regiment, his, his troops that he was part of, got involved in the Battle of Okinawa, he, he had already won two bronze stars for valor. And during the Battle of Okinawa, it was a bloody mess. It was horrible. Um, over 12,000 before the battle was over. It lasted 82 days. Over 12,000 Americans were killed. Over 77,000 Japanese were killed. And uh, maybe 100,000 locals lost their lives. It was horrible. This man was involved in rescuing people who were getting left behind because of the need to retreat, staying behind and rescuing them. And one, one of these battles, he rescued over 75 wounded men, two of whom were enemies. It's quite a story, quite a thing to see. Here he is receiving uh, the Medal of Honor from President Truman. Before he got out of the military, he contracted tuberculosis, which eventually left, uh, led to, I don't know what, how old he was when it happened, but led to the removal of one of his lungs and five of his ribs. He remained a strong Christian throughout his life and lived to be 87 years of age before he left. You are the light of the world, a city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Saints, we have our own battles to face, our own battleground that we're on. It's important that we not compromise our values and let down our convictions, but stand for the truth that God has revealed to us and be witnesses for the Lord. And should someone mistreat you, count yourself Blessed to be worthy to suffer shame for his name. There's an amazing missionary organization called Mission Aviation Fellowship. When I was a kid, my parents were missionaries to the country of Liberia. And we had our own plane, and my dad logged over 700 hours flying in the bush. And this particular day, he on a particular day, he had to fly to a village where there was a prison. And the landing strip wasn't well tended to, and uh, some insects had cratered the landing strip that wasn't visible to the eye. And when my dad landed his plane, sure enough, hit the wheel on his tripacer fell into the hole and sheared the landing gear off, and the rest of the plane was okay. So with the help of a soldier and a prisoner, they walked for hours, like my father thinks it was over 30 miles, to get to a mission station where there was a missionary with Mission Aviation Fellowship. And they took their plane, flew my dad to where the landing gear could be replaced, and then flew him back to Beliela 
and Beliella was the name of the prison town, avoided that hole, helped him repair his plane, and he was off and running and back home safe to us after three days of being missing. So I personally very much appreciate this mission, this ministry that helps provide support to missionaries of all denominations. An amazing thing. We're very blessed today to have missionaries with us who will be serving in Central Asia with Mission Aviation Fellowship. Danielle Punches grew up in our youth group when we were at Country Love Theater. Her family was part of this church when we built this building. And uh, we're just so honored. Uh, Her and David are thoroughly prepared for this venture. They've been married 10 years. David is an airplane mechanic with a pilot's license. And they're going to be serving the purpose of, of God, shining as lights in Central Asia. Can we give them a hand as they come forward? Good morning. It's so good to be here and see some familiar faces and a lot of new faces. Um, But, you know, it's amazing to me is this church is where God really kindled my love and passion and desire to serve him. And so just so thankful for um, the Lottas and the Ferrises and the Duncans and everyone who just poured into my life when I was a young person. And and so I'm excited to just share the fruit of, of God's work in my life and where he's um, leading us. And um, so after I graduated high school, I moved out to California, met this amazing man, David. And um, together, we were married in 2006, and together we began to seek how we could serve God. And the path that he led us was um, through mission aviation. So we've been preparing for that for the past eight years or so. David's been doing his um, training and as a mechanic and a pilot. And um, I'm going to turn it over to him to share a little bit more about what we'll be doing. Good morning, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for the welcome. Um, thank you, Pastor. Uh, so Danielle and I, as she said, we're a pilot mechanic family. We're serving with Mission Aviation Fellowship. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be working alongside MAF uh, since 1946. They've worked to share the love of Christ through aviation and technology so that isolated people can be physically and spiritually transformed. In our case, we're preparing to go to Central Asia And we have the privilege of being ambassadors of God's grace and peace, uh, truly on the frontiers of his kingdom. We'll be flying like-minded and humanitarian organizations who provide a lifeline of uh, relief supplies, medical services, and hope to communities who are otherwise cut off from those that are desperately trying to reach them. And in this war-torn region of the world, it's isolated by the rugged geography, political and religious strife. The vanguard of partner organizations that we serve with are severely hobbled without our aircraft. And simply put, they cannot serve without our aircraft. And in in the same way, we cannot serve them without y'all. It's just wonderful to see that Generations Church has and continues to have such a big heart for world missions. And so we're excited to share another way that um, you can be involved in God's kingdom work around the world that we're so privileged to be a part of. Um, And so if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing or Um, Talk to us. We'll be out in the foyer, and um, if you want to stay in touch, we have a newsletter if you want to sign up for it and kind of get updates on what we're doing. Uh, A little plug just occurred to me. Mission Aviation Fellowship also um, has a desperate need right now for teachers and IT um, professionals. So if any of you feel like God's calling you into missions and want to learn more about that, we'd love to give you some more information. So thank you again so much. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. 
I thank you, Lord, for the opportunities we have to shine your light for you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to get rid of all of our bushels, all of our bowls, the bowl of pride, the bowl of convenience, the bowl of personal priorities, Lord. Help us, Lord, to put our lights on the stand of your word, the stand of your will, the stand of your destiny that you have for each of us. In Jesus' name, help us, Lord, like Mission Aviation Fellowship, to help other people to shine as well. Help one another to shine brightly. For your glory, we pray. Thank you, Lord, for the 21st century. The fact we are honored to live in this day and time is such a blessing. May we not miss out on opportunities to be all that you've called us to be in this day and this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we stand? And those of you that would like to pray for the punches, can, can you all go ahead and come on down to the front? Let's gather around them and pray for them. And I'm going to pronounce a blessing over the rest of you, and you'll be blessed to go in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May Lord God Almighty cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Go shine his lights. Go get them, Tigers. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray for the Bergs.